Welcome to another episode of Living Fire. Subscribe now so you never miss out on any of our latest uploads. Well, let's get into the video. Property rights define the theoretical and legal ownership of resources and how they can be used. These resources can be both tangible or intangible and can be owned by individuals, businesses, and governments. In many countries, including the United States, Individuals generally exercise private property rights or the rights of private persons to accumulate, hold, delegate, rent, or sell their property. In economics, property rights form the basis for all market exchange, and the allocation of property rights in a society affects the efficiency of resource use. Understanding Property Rights Property is secured by laws that are clearly defined and enforced by the state. These laws define ownership and any associated benefits that come with holding the property. The term property is very expansive, though the legal protection for certain kinds of property varies between jurisdictions. Property is generally owned by individuals or a small group of people. The rights of property ownership can be extended by using patents and copyrights to protect scarce physical resources such as houses, cars, books, and cell phones non-human creatures like dogs, cats, horses, or birds, intellectual property, such as inventions, ideas, or words. Other types of property, such as communal or government property, are legally owned by well-defined groups, and these are typically deemed public property. Ownership is enforced by individuals in positions of political or cultural power. Property rights give the owner or right holder the ability to do with the property what they choose, and that includes holding onto it, selling or renting it out for profit, or transferring it to another party. Acquiring rights to a property. Individuals in a private property rights regime acquire and transfer in mutually agreed upon transfers, or else through homesteading. Mutual transfers include rents, sales, voluntary sharing, inheritances, gambling, and charity. Homesteading is the unique case an individual may acquire a previously unowned resource by mixing his labor with the resource over a period of time. Examples of homesteading acts include plowing a field, carving stone, and domesticating a wild animal. In areas where property rights don't exist, the ownership and use of resources are allocated by force, normally by the government. That means these resources are allocated by political ends rather than economic ones. And such governments determine who may interact with, can be excluded from, or may benefit from, the use of the property. In the case of open access property, no one owns or manages it, such as waterways. Private property rights. Private property rights are one of the pillars of capitalist economies, as well as many legal systems and moral philosophies. Within a private property rights regime, Individuals need the ability to exclude others from the uses and benefits of their property. All privately owned resources are rivalrous, meaning only a single user may possess the title and legal claim to the property. Private property owners also have the exclusive right to use and benefit from the services or products. Private property owners may exchange the resource on a voluntary basis. Property rights. In standard economics, Property rights refers to a bundle of entitlements defining an owner's rights, privileges, and limitations to the use of a resource. An efficient structure of property rights is said to have three characteristics. Exclusivity. All the costs and benefits from owning a resource should accrue to the owner. Transferability. All property rights should be transferable from one owner to another in a voluntary exchange. And enforceability. 
property rights should be secure from seizure or encroachment by others. Conventional economic theory assumes that a resource owner with these three characteristics has a significant incentive to use that resource efficiently because a loss of value of this resource represents a personal loss. In addition, clearly defining and assigning property rights should resolve environmental problems by internalizing externalities and relying on incentives for private owners to conserve resources for the future. However, this assumes that it is possible to internalize all present and future environmental costs, that owners will have perfect information, that scale economies are manageable, transaction costs are bearable, and that legal frameworks operate efficiently and without corruption. Strengthening markets and creating and strengthening property rights should reduce such problems. This is how the naive story of standard economics goes. Nevertheless, we know, for instance, that private owners discount the future. They value present revenue over future private and social benefits when they operate in a market system. Property rights encompasses a few basic categories. Private property rights are held by individuals and firms and can be transferred between them, most of the time through the exchange of money. Private property rights are the basis for capitalism to the point that it cannot exist without them. In state property regimes, governments own and control property. This type of regime exists to varying degrees in all countries of the world. For example, parks and forests are frequently owned and preserved by governments. In communist countries, governments may own all resources. Problems can occur with state property rights when the incentives of rule makers for resource use diverge from the collective interest. For example, toxic and radioactive waste had accumulated in ex-USSR because central plans which established national priorities favored growth over environmental protection. Common property regimes refer to properties jointly owned and used by a specified group of co-owners through formal, specific legal rules, or informal, protected by tradition or custom, entitlements. And while there are numerous successful examples of common property regimes, unsuccessful examples exist also. Population pressure and increased demand from outsiders undermine collective cohesion sometimes leading to overexploitation and lower incomes for all. Open access regimes can be exploited on a first-come, first-served basis because no individual or group has the legal power to restrict access. The consequences of open access have become popularly known as what Hardin, 1968, misleadingly called the tragedy of the commons. And with that, we've reached the end of this video, all about property rights, how they sustain the Western financial system. If you enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and to subscribe to our channel for more content just like this. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one.